0: Welcome to the Top Flight Podcast. My name is Esteban Bailey. I'm here with Gabriel Coelho. Today we're going to be discussing the weekend slate from the 2018 World Cup. Now, it's been an exciting tournament so far. Uh, Clearly there have been some upsets, some interesting developments with some of the favorites, but we're going to go through all the games from Friday to today on Sunday and maybe give a little bit of a preview for the week that's coming up. So let's start with Friday. Uh, Gabriel, did you watch the... uh, Uruguay Egypt game?
1: Yes, I did. I think it was it was a decent match. It wasn't that great, but uh, there was some some points that you can talk about. Uh, mainly, I think Uruguay, uh, Uruguay's attack. I think Luis Suarez wasted a lot of chances, and I think Egypt Egypt was were very very solid defensively. And if they when they get uh, Mo Salah back, they they will be a really dangerous team.
0: Yeah, it seems the, mo- the Mohamed Salah storyline is probably the most dominant uh, f- storyline from that game. I mean, it was a one nothing win by Uruguay, 1-0, uh, because of uh, Jose Jimenez' uh, goal near, uh, I think, in the 89th minute, very close to the yes. end of the game. Very, you know, it's kind of uh, sad for the Egyptians. I'm pretty sure they were expecting a little more from that game. But they did play without Mohamed Salah, even though he was fit enough to be on the bench and a lot of people, including myself, probably thought he should have started, considering that by the end of the game, Egypt were getting on counterattacks, and they were able to not create chances on goal, but get into uh, good positions that maybe if it was Mohamed Salah taking the shots, they would have been able to go in, and maybe Egypt could have stolen uh, the first game of the tournament. What do you think about Mohamed Salah, and why he didn't play, or you know that, that kind of situation? Uh, I
1: think it, it was a it was a cautious decision because uh, Egypt's, Egypt's chances against Uruguay wasn't that high because Uruguay are a good team. But I think against Saudi Arabia, they will surely win because Saudi Arabia were so bad against Russia. And against uh, Russia, they can they also have a, a good chance. So I think it was better to rest Salah for these games where Egypt have a, have a better chance to win than to risk something on Salah against Uruguay, which are a better opponent. And Egypt really nearly got a draw against Uruguay, which would have been a really good result.
0: Yeah, I mean it wasn't. It, you know, it wasn't the worst result in the world. The goal difference is, you know, it's only minus one for them. And you're right; they are going to have easier opponents. And now the upcoming match on Tuesday between Russia and Egypt takes on even more importance, since Russia had that thumping victory against Saudi Arabia. Um, If Egypt wins that game, I mean, then they are likely to get second place. So I guess we'll see where it's going to happen there. Let's move on to the next game on Friday, which was Iran versus Morocco, which wasn't exactly a barnstormer of a match. It was not very entertaining. Um, It wasn't expected to be. But surprisingly, though, Iran won the match due to an own goal from Morocco in the 93rd minute or 94th minute, uh, which was – that was surprising. Uh, Iran gets their first victory since 1998 against the United States, of course. And yes. Iran actually has a decent chance to maybe get out of this group if they're able to pull off an upset against one of Spain or Portugal. So, what did you think of that match?
1: Hey, it was really dull because they started the first half. The, both these created chances, but the second half was bad.
0: Yeah, uh, I think that's. I think, I think that puts it. No, that's. You know what? You don't have to say anything more. I think we can move on because uh, honestly, it was a pretty dull game. I was expecting a little more excitement from Morocco, but uh, you know, just for some reason, it didn't work out and. Uh, yeah, it's just a little, you know. You get these in the World Cup, and it was, but it, it was, it, it ended up working out pretty well because of the next game that we got. So let's let's move on. Yes. Iran got their three points, good for them. It was a not a great game, but Portugal, Spain, very likely to be the goal, like the 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 game of the tournament. Yeah. So Spain versus Portugal, three three. What a scoreline! And that doesn't even tell the entire story because Cristiano Ronaldo went off with a, uh, a blistering hat trick. Spain came from behind twice. There was a David de Gea howler. There was beautiful football, amazing free kicks, amazing golazos. It was unbelievable. Everything that you could have asked for for any World Cup match, this had it. Oh my goodness. It, it I I was on I was rooting for Spain the whole way through, but it, even then it was so impressive to see Cristiano Ronaldo put Portugal on his back and just say, "I'm we're not going to lose this game. We're not going to we may drop some points, but I'm not going to let us start off this tournament with another loss like they did in 2014. Uh, what did, that wasn't that an amazing match? I mean, seriously, it was amazing, right?
1: It was it was really amazing. It was so entertaining. Uh, I think the tactical battle between the two teams was, was great to see. And Spain's reaction following Lopetegui-Saki, was, I think, was pretty good. Um, they they keep they kept their mentality of keeping possession, quick passing. And they, they nearly won the game, uh, but their attitude was great. The football play was great. Their goals was great. Especially my favorite goal in the game was Nacho's Nacho's strike. It was unbelievable. But Ronaldo is a, is an amazing player. He's so good. He's unbelievable. He takes the responsibility to him and he he he, do, he does everything to to make his team win. And you can see after the game the way the the Portuguese players celebrated, especially Ronaldo. The result meant a lot to them because if they if they keep their form going against Iran and Morocco, they have a chance to finish top of the group, something that, that a lot of people didn't expect at the start of the World Cup.
0: Yeah, that's 100% certain. I mean, Spain, uh, they did perform very well. However, there was just so many boneheaded decisions from Nacho's uh, initial penalty giveaway to Ronaldo, to David Gea's howler, yes. to Pique's uh, just stupid decision to foul Ronaldo right outside the box. I mean, it was more... Was it's- the- yeah. No, 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 but what were you saying?
1: That, that, that was a stupid foul by PK. It, it was unnecessary and it costed Spain the, the result of the win, yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting because you could almost say that Ronaldo won the game, uh, tied the game by himself, and <laughs> look at me saying won. It did feel that way at, at the end of the match, but, you know, it was also that Spain was just shooting themselves in the foot with every opportunity. Uh, they played very well except for these small individual moments that just, totally turned the game around. And as we've seen with Real Madrid in the Champions League for the last three years, you give little mistakes to Ronaldo and he's going to punish you for them. And it's 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 really crazy. I mean, I wonder how, you know, it's, it was an amazing game. And I think both of these teams are going to move on regardless of the fact that Iran won their game against Morocco. But how far do you think Portugal can go if Ronaldo keeps, if he keeps this form? I mean, could they make it to the semifinals or the final? I mean, he has three goals. He's, he's on pace to win the golden boot already. Which is surprising because no of one was course. picking him to do that.
1: Yes, of course Portugal can, can reach the final because Ronaldo, this is the World Cup, the last World Cup he will probably play and he wants to win this. When he's he's a he's a kind of person that when he wants a thing he'll go he'll do everything to, to make it happen. So I think this is the case with the, this World Cup. Um, you, and you can see that against Spain. You know, he, he wanted to win the game and he nearly did. Um, he, I think Portugal didn't win because Ronaldo was almost by himself. He didn't have enough support from his teammates. But I think if Ronaldo keeps playing like this, and uh, and the team around him play better, I think they have a good chance. They they will be a match to every opponent. They, they they can play really well against every opponent. They they have they have the potential to be dangerous against everyone.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know. Uh... I, I also want to put a little bit of praise to uh, D- um, Diego Costa, who was a little maligned coming into this tournament. Most people weren't sure if he was going to be able to lead the Spanish attack properly. Um, I know I was one, I was questioning whether it was a good idea to even start Diego Costa, but he clearly proved his, his worth as he bullied off Pepe and Fonte, which could have been a foul, but he, he was his first goal was unbelievable and although it was not indicative of Spain's uh, overall style, that long ball over the top, giving it to the Costa, you, we've seen that throughout all these past four years with either Chelsea or Atletico Madrid. You give him that kind of, a bit, like, just that one chance and he can bury them. Also, he scored a pretty good uh, uh, second goal uh, in the, uh, what do you call it, with the set piece. Uh, again from Busquets, two assists for Busquets in that game. But uh, yeah, honestly, what a, it was a really fun game, and it actually makes me feel pretty good about both of these teams' chances going far in this tournament. Especially Portugal, who I was a little lukewarm on, but you know that was that's definitely going to be the game of the tournament. I don't think any any game is going to reach that level of just pure entertainment for the neutral supporter. Plus, you had the, all the storylines with Ronaldo and Spain's uh, just amazing midfield playing at their highest potential pot- uh, potentially. So. It's a, it was a great game. It was a good way to end uh, that Friday, which was a little tense and a little tepid with some of the performances from the other team. So let's move on to Saturday. Uh, four games, pretty you know diverse kind of group of results. I woke up early, uh, 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to watch France versus Australia. Had to suffer through Tony Miola's awful commentating, which American fans uh, will probably know all about. Uh, but really, kind of a dull game. France did not look... Uh, they were kind, it seemed like they were a little overawed by the moment. Australia played surprisingly very well, uh, considering that most people pegged them to come in last place in this group. But uh, I think this game is really defined by... This, is the, this was the first game to really show VAR and some of the controversial decisions that could be made through VAR. For example, uh, Antoine Griezmann was awarded a penalty kick after a VAR review... And uh, that was the way to give France the initial lead. There was some controversy. The Australian players were not happy about it. A lot of people on Twitter weren't happy about it. Uh, it seemed to be a, a light penalty. What did you think about that call, the first VAR call?
1: Yeah, it was, I think it was pretty soft. I think if VAR wasn't, wasn't in, in the game, the referee wouldn't, wouldn't have given it. And in a normal football match, uh, for example, in the Premier League, I think the referee... Uh, wouldn't wouldn't have given that, but it was really soft, a really soft call and yeah, as I said in a normal game, uh, the referee wouldn't wouldn't have given.
0: Yeah, no, it's interesting because then we also had uh, another penalty decision just a few minutes later as uh, Samuel umtiti from on France blatantly uh, used did a handball on a cross uh, in the in the box uh, for against the Australians, which was. Incredibly surprising. Uh, One small trend that I noticed was that the Barcelona players all across the pit, like all across the teams were just playing awful. Uh, You know, we'll we'll get to Messi in a second, but Pique had a terrible uh, foul to give Ronaldo that free kick. Umtiti was pretty bad. Suarez uh, was not able to convert any of the chances in the Uruguay game, which was... uh, crazy that he had so many chances and wasn't able to. Uh, maybe there's something in the Barcelona waters. Maybe that extra rest from winning the league so early didn't help them out. But, uh, you know, again, France versus Australia was pretty pretty dull. They're, the game... It didn't really give me a lot of hope or confidence that the French could do anything. However, they were able to get a pretty good goal from Pogba uh, in the final few minutes of the game to seal 2-1 victory against the Australians, which maybe bodes better for the Australians. They're going to play uh, Denmark and Australia next. And considering this performance, maybe they could do something at this, uh, at this tournament. Do you think that they have a chance to come in second place?
1: Yes, of course. I think, uh, apart from France, the group is very open. Um, Australia defensively were, were, were a good team. And yeah, they, they have a chance. Uh, Denmark probably is the second best team in this group, but um, I think Australia is not too far away.
0: Let's move on to maybe the biggest story prior to today, uh, prior to the Mexico-Germany match. Uh, Argentina versus Iceland. Iceland, the smallest country to ever qualify for the World Cup, only a population of 330,000. We were able to hold the mighty Argentinian attack led by Lionel Messi to a 1 1 draw. How surprised were you by this result?
1: I was really surprised because I think Argentina are one of the favorites to win the World Cup, especially with a player like Messi, who, as Ronaldo, can decide matches. And I think defensively, the defensive commitment that Iceland had were, were explained. It was unbelievable. I think that they had an idea and they they did everything to keep the mentality of defending compactly and not giving Argentina the chances and they performed it in in an excellent way. Um, They also had some chances to win the game, uh, Iceland, but they weren't able to convert. But getting a draw against one of the favorites is is a big highlight for Iceland uh, considering uh, it is their first World Cup.
0: Yeah, I mean, they, they really, uh, they were a very stout defense. It was actually pretty amazing. I mean, the Aguero goal in the beginning was pretty, uh, pretty good, and uh, I thought from that point on Iceland was going to have to open up a little more, and Argentina was just going to rip them to shreds. But actually, the complete opposite happened. Iceland was able to just get a ball over the top, and Willy Caballero, who we've seen in the Premier League for Chelsea and Manchester City, he's not exactly the most uh, assured goalkeeper. Fumbled the ball in the box, and. Uh, Alfred Finneboxen was able to score the first ever goal in Icelandic history at the World Cup, and also secure that draw because, I mean, it was interesting. Iceland, you you said it that they did have a few chances towards the end, but they when they were when they needed to score a goal, when they needed to get back into the game, as they did against England, they were able to do it surprisingly. So they were able to take advantage of some laxadaisical defending and. Um, they were able to, you know, it's pretty interesting how kind of clinical this Icelandic team can be when given the opportunity, uh, at the right time. But I guess the biggest story that we do have to talk about is Lionel Messi. His performance left a lot to be desired. The Icelandic players were just drenched all over him and he was, uh, kind of ineffective for the most part. And of course he missed a penalty to a part-time filmmaker, uh, of course, as everybody has been saying. Which was incredibly surprising. Um, what did you think about Messi's performance, and what do you think? The, are, do you think Argentina is going to need him to improve to get out of the group or even go far?
1: It was a, a pretty average performance, nothing special, and, it, and sometimes it was pretty bad. Um, he he will need to improve shortly to to give Argentina's chances because when he's not playing well, and we could see that against against Iceland, the team doesn't play well. Uh, he's their main source of scoring and creating chances and when he's not at his past, he, he can't, Argentina can't play. Um, I think he was too, too, too stubborn to keep playing in the middle where I think the, 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 the wide areas were, were the most dangerous place to, to play the ball. I think you, if the Argentina exploit the, the, wide, the wide positions a little more, they could have won the game. Uh, and you can see that when Pavon uh, uh, came in, I think Argentina were a lot more dangerous when they, they kept playing wide. But Messi, he was a little bit stubborn. He tried to play in the middle. And yeah, the penalty save, uh, I think it was a pretty bad penalty. Um, sometimes you can get away with that, but I saw something on Twitter that Iceland goalkeeper studies Messi's penalties for four years. So if that's true, I think he, he Messi... Uh, should have should have uh, taken the penalty a little bit better. It was too too much for the middle to the
0: yeah, a Not a lot ride. of not a lot of power. Uh, just we've it's seen it in La Liga power. that Messi has missed a, a, quite a few number of penalties over the last couple of years, which is surprising considering his in, impeccable amount of talent. Of course, Ronaldo. Uh, buried his penalty so the, the competition between who's the greatest player in the world uh, keeps getting more heated with this world cup hopefully they can just face face off and then we can kind of get not a complete answer but at least more bragging rights but uh yes argentina was held to a draw as the american announcer said uh they iceland won uh won one <laughs> but iceland does have yep. one point argentina has one point as we'll get to later but croatia has uh three points what do you think about Iceland's chances now to maybe get out of this group and maybe go into the round of 16?
1: I think they, they improved it for sure. Um, they showed uh, great resilience to to keep the draw against Argentina. And if they they are able to do that against Croatia and Nigeria, they, they, they have a good chance because those teams are worse than Argentina and they managed to do it against Argentina. So if they, if they can do it against Croatia and Nigeria and nigeria and take the chances in the attacking and they, they they probably have a good chance i think that it was the game that you know was the game that they were more unlikely to lose and they managed to keep a draw so they are exceeding expectations and as we've seen it at the euros in 2016 uh, iceland sorry um do manage to uh, exceed the expectations so i think um, they have a, a a chance to to get out the get out of the group, but they they need to do the job against Croatia and Nigeria.
0: Yeah, I think at this point I would probably pick them as uh, third favorite because Croatia did get that victory, uh, but Croatia still has to play against uh, Iceland and Argentina, so maybe we'll see what happens there. But I, you know, I, I was very impressed by those by those uh, Icelandic players; they were very very good. Uh, let's move on to one of the more heartbreaking games of the of Saturday of the weekend. Uh, Peru versus Denmark. Now, Peru. I guess the big story was that Peru did not start uh, Paulo Guerrero, even though he was clear to start and he was on the bench. And that decision may have cost them a victory because I uh, because Peru came out with so much intensity, so much drive. They were winning every second ball. They were doing the dirty work. They were getting chances, but they could never finish any of their chances. Um, Denmark gets one counter attack. And they, they win the game. And it was incredibly heartbreaking to see as Peru played so well. They even got a penalty that was reviewed on VAR that was given to them. And uh, Cristian Cueva skied it. I don't even think that ball has come back down since uh, he kicked it. But it's, it's truly kind of one of those results where you see, men, like, uh, I don't think the right team won. Do you think the right team won in the Peru-Denmark game?
1: i think peru were, were the better team um, uh, they wasted the chances and when you don't score uh, it, it, it gets really hard and denmark were really really clinical they, they got one chance one one clear chance they managed to score but peru uh, they were the better team they played uh, their football they played especially in the front end was really fluid they managed to exchange positions play play uh, inside the football and it was a, a good match to watch, especially from Verbo's point of view. We, uh, except for the loss, which will, which will probably cost them their, their place in the in Group C. Because if they managed to win against Denmark, that their chances would have, would have been been high to to come out of the group. But I think that uh, Denmark, uh, that they are a better a better team than Australia. They probably lose to France, but I think that this win from the, for Denmark. Uh, keep their confidence and going up, and uh, probably against Australia, they will have an edge.
0: Yeah, I mean it's a little unfortunate because it does seem that Peru won't be able to get through. As they're going to have to, they're going to have to get a draw against France and Denmark. All they need to do is just beat Australia, and they're going to essentially make it into the round of sixteen. Uh, especially if France are able to just you know sweep them away, sweep Denmark away on the final day. Um, you know Denmark. They had a plan. They stuck to it. They didn't break. Uh, Kasher Schmeichel had a great game. And Peru, who may be the second best team in this group and one of the better teams at this tournament, at least on the first day, they're going to have to go home because they were not clinical. And that's that's unfortunate. But that's you know that's football. Football is really sad sometimes. And it was to me the first heartbreak of the World Cup. But let's I'm gonna we're gonna go we're gonna talk a little bit about Nigeria Croatia. But that was the most boring game of the tournament. Wouldn't you agree?
1: Yes, despite the two goals, I think it was pretty boring.
0: Yeah, a quick stat, it was uh, Croatia got their first shot on target, uh, not including the penalty take by Modric, in the 93rd minute of the match. I think that says everything. Nigeria was completely ineffective, and Croatia wasn't even, like, they weren't even creating that many chances or that many opportunities. It wasn't as if they were completely dominating the match. It was just that Nigeria was so poor... That Croatia had to just be in first gear and they were going to win the game. I mean, there was a terrible penalty uh, given up by Nigeria where Balogun was, had his arms completely wrapped around Mandzukic. Uh, in a, I mean, that schoolboy level fouling, it didn't even make any sense why he would want to do that. And it was so clear and obvious that the referee had to call it. The first goal was also very light. Uh, it was kind of a scramble in the box from a set-piece. Nigeria has always had problems with set-pieces. And a team that I thought was going to be maybe a surprise package at this tournament, Nigeria completely limped to this defeat. And it, it's even though Nigeria and Iceland drew, it seems uh, like Nigeria is the worst team in this group. And it's going to be very difficult for them to uh, get through. What do you think about Croatia's chances now? Do you think they're, they're going to win this group now since they have the three points?
1: Yeah, especially if they manage to, to get a draw against Argentina, because I think they can beat Iceland. But their performance against Nigeria wasn't that exciting, um, especially considering the power they have in midfield and also in attack. But in the defensive point of view, they were really solid, especially Lovren, who gets a lot of criticism when playing for Liverpool. Towards the end of the season, he, he got better, but uh, yesterday he was, a, he was a great great asset defensively for Croatia. And yeah, they, ha- they have chances to Big chances to get out of the group. They can they can be a, a solid opponent against Argentina. They can cause them problems. Uh, yeah, they they have a, a high chance to to get out of the group out of the group.
0: Yeah, it, it's it's. Uh, I feel bad for Nigeria. They have a lot of talent, but it does seem like when they're out there, they don't know what to do with it. Um, but yes, let's move on to today. Now today was a pretty special day. Uh, it didn't start off super special. Serbia played Costa Rica. Uh, to a 1-0, uh, Serbia won 1-0 due to an Alexander Kolarov free kick, which was pretty great. I mean, it was, it was definitely one of the goals of the tournament and kind of uh, livened up the match. Costa Rica and Serbia, I felt, were pretty equal. Uh, I would say that Costa Rica had the better of the chances in the early stages of the game, but as it went on, Serbia got a little better, and Savage was a very, very, very good bright spot for this Serbian team, and clearly the game kind of works through him, um, and he was kind of dictating everything, even though he didn't win mana at the match. Um, what did you think about uh, Serbia's performance in this match?
1: Yeah, I think the match wasn't great. The, the game started pretty... It was an exciting start because both teams got chances, but after that, it was also pretty dull. I predicted a new new, new, new draw, and if it wasn't for Colorado's free kick, I would have got it right. But I think Serbia now, uh, considering... They have to play Switzerland and Brazil. Um, I think they have chances because uh, we'll talk about that later. But I think Switzerland offensively are are in a great team, and Serbia managed to keep their nerve against um, Costa Rica. Uh, but yes, uh, yesterday uh, today's game uh, between Serbia and Costa Rica was, was pretty dull. It wasn't too exciting, and the, at both teams' performance were, were pretty average.
0: Yeah, I, I have to I was rooting for Costa Rica. I, I they're one of the teams that I want to support while watching the World Cup this year. And I I do want to mention this for all the Costa Rica fans that are listening to this. Uh, I'm with you because your coach is awful. Your coach the coach of Costa Rica played too conservatively. He did not start Joel Campbell or Christian Bolaños, two of the better attacking players in this game. Uh, clearly the fact that he was not able to figure out a way to bring to have Marcos Urania and Joel Campbell and Bolaños and Brian Reese on the pitch at the same time is absurd. Uh, and it probably cost them the game because they were not able to have that final edge against a pretty defensive team. Now, I I it, to me it's a little this result is a little rough. I would say that they're very similar teams. I think they could have had a 0-0 draw and I think that would have been very fair, but when you have Alexander Kolarov, who's able to provide these ama- amazing free kicks that we've seen at Roma this past year, I mean, that can be the X factor. And for teams in the World Cup, you, if you can defend, and Serbia is a very, very good defensive team, then you can do a lot as long as you just get those one moments of inspiration from either Kolarov or Savage or maybe even Mitrovic if he's able to finish any of the chances that are given to him. Um, but I feel bad for the Costa Ricans. I don't think they have... Any chance of getting out of the group stage at this point, especially considering uh, the later results in Group E uh, today, which we're about to get to. But let's before we get to Brazil, and I know that you want to talk about Brazil, but we have to talk about Germany, Mexico. It's it's one of the biggest upsets of all time. Uh, Mexico won the game one 0 on a Chucky Lozano counter attack goal. It was so tense to watch this match. It was so invigorating. It reminded me why I love the World Cup and why it's worth anything. And now I I, I believe... I, I'm not Mexican, but I want to I want to be adopted by that country now. I am rooting for Mexico to go very far in this World Cup because of such a brave performance by Miguel Herrera, Andres Guardado, uh, the, the amazing backline, Miguel Layung, Chicharito. I mean, it was a really, really special performance by the Mexicans. And that's what they needed to defeat the Germans. And it's amazing. This is the... Uh, third year third World cup in a row where the opening team uh, the, the reigning world champions drop points in their first match Italy of course in 2010 and Spain in uh, 2000, uh, 2014. Um, this is pretty incredible. I did you expect this result at all?
1: Of course no I, I expect Germany to, to win this game pretty easily but of course I was wrong. <laughs> I think most of the people were wrong when predicted this game but uh, I think Mexico, stick to their plan uh juan carlos osorio then is seen as a bit of a crazy manager with crazy ideas but it was it was the his tactics uh the tactics he implemented to to defeat germany were unbelievably good Um, he congested the midfield um he he put players where germany often play um, and their, their counter attack. I think Mexico got, got like five or six, six chances to score on the on the counterattack. So the idea, the tactical idea, Osorio wanted the players to, to do was was executed pretty pretty good. And yeah, I think Mexico increased their chances. But as we've seen in, in previous World Cups, uh, Mexico, uh, where in, the, in the most important moment, Mexico can can fail. Uh, they have two, two hard matches against Sweden and South, South Korea. But yeah, if they, if they manage to keep going, you will probably finish first in the group, and that, that will be a great, great achievement.
0: I mean, it was, it was pretty crazy. There was, of course, the report that when the goal was scored by Chucky, uh, there was a small earthquake in Mexico City due to all the jumping down, jumping up and down by the Mexican supporters, uh, which is a pretty great story in and of itself. But I mean, these Mexican teams, it feels like there's something different this year. They were playing really well. You could see the talent that they had. They could have, the, I think the most important thing that we should really mention about this game is Mexico could have won this game 3 uh, 0. They had a lot of chances that they just missed. Miguel Layung had at least four missed opportunities on the counterattack. Or in one on one, one v one situations, and it's it's pretty. It was a pretty impressive performance. Now, of course, Germany did hit the bar a few times. Guillermo Ochoa, Memo had to uh, have some pretty good saves in order to keep them uh, keep Mexico in the lead. But that's the thing. They have players like Chucky Lozano or Carlos Vela or. Some of these Miguel Herrera, who just can now break the game open for them, which is pretty, which you couldn't always say about Mexico. They've always had talent, but not necessarily the kind of world class talent that could beat a Manuel Neuer in goal, you know, type of attacker like Chucky is. So I, you know, this is I guess a Premier League news, but it does seem that Chucky's probably going to get a bigger move now because of his uh, contributions to this team. Um, Let me ask you, do you think Mexico is going to win the group?
1: Yeah, I, I I don't know because uh, as I said, I think Mexico against uh, in, in the most important moments they often th- stumble, Istanbul. Um, and you can see that in previous World Cup, in World Cups, but they are stronger than Sweden. They are stronger than South Korea. So if they if they manage to to keep going and per- keep their performances in the level where they play today against Germany, they they will probably win the group.
0: Yeah, I'm certainly rooting for Mexico to win this group. I'm... I'm one. I'm worried. You know, actually, this is probably a better question. Do you think Germany uh, could crash out of this World Cup, like how Italy did in two thousand ten, how France did in two thousand two, how Spain did in two thousand fourteen? Is there any chance that maybe Germany just doesn't get out of this group?
1: I don't think that will happen because, differently from those teams, I think Germany has a has a stick to their idea. that won their and uh, they won the previous World Cup. Um, the way they played and the way how their football is managed. Not just in the in the in, like in the pitch, but the whole the whole process, like uh, the managerial process, the 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 philosophy, the philosophy they they keep they keep implementing through all those years. I think they are so they're too good to go out. I think they were yeah. As Mexico were unlucky not to win uh, to, uh, by a by a, a higher difference. I think Germany were unlucky not to, to score also because they they had great the chance, but. I think they're they, are, they are too good to 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 crash out of this this group stage.
0: Well, I mean, Spain is a similar country in terms of footballing philosophy and structure and coaching. To, you know, in the 2014 World Cup, it was essentially the same team from 2010 with just some younger players, and Vincente Del Bosque was still the head coach. And you know, they also crashed. They crashed out of the group stage. I don't think I'm just trying to say that I don't. I don't think it's impossible uh, that Germany might crash out yes, of the group I, stage.
1: I also think that. I also think that it's not impossible, but. I don't think that, w- that will happen. I think Spain in 2010, I think they were too complacent. Um, yeah, it's something that don't happen, ver- happen very often when a team that plays together for so many years to do what Spain did in 2014. But I think Germany will probably get out of this group.
0: Well, if they do, even though the result didn't go exactly the way, uh, they'll likely, if they come in second, they'll likely play who I still believe will be the group winner of Group F. Is Brazil, who today played Switzerland in the final group um, match of the of Sunday, and they drew 1-1. A surprising result considering that Philippe Coutinho opened the match with a 20-minute or uh, in opened the match with a beautiful uh, golazo from outside the box that he curled and hit the post, and it was I thought from that point on Brazil was just going to waltz to a three-nothing victory, but they seem to not be able to get out of first gear, and uh, Switzerland made them pay with a uh, you could say slightly controversial goal uh, from a set piece when um, the goal scorer pushed Miranda and uh, was able to get it in. VAR did not review it, or when they did review it, they did not think that it was a foul in any way, so they was given to Switzerland, and Brazil is just never able to get into any rhythm to really... Uh, well, they, they threatened the goal, but they weren't really able to score or be clinical enough to take the 2-1 win. Now they're tied for second place with Switzerland, uh, two points behind Serbia... You know what, did, you, know, you're, you are of course more of a Brazil expert than me. What did you think of this performance? Uh,
1: for the first 30 minutes or until we, we scored, until Brazil scored a goal, I think it was a great performance. We were pushing to the goal, we were pushing forward, we are making uh, offensive movements. Um, I think at the start we were a little bit complacent, we were a little bit slow. But when we started to to pick up the pace of the game, we, we were really good. Until Coutinho scored, it was a great goal. Coutinho's trademark when he, he takes the ball to the middle and curls it in with his right foot. But after the goal, I think I don't know if the players were instructed to do that or if if, if they they did that the the if they did that because they wanted, but. They took the foot off the gas. I think that they started to wait until Switzerland came in offensively and, you know, they, they thought, oh, let's let's play on the break, let's try to find a counterattack and score two or three more goals. But it, it was a, a really bad choice because um, Switzerland started to play more a little bit more offensively and Brazil weren't able to connect. Um, they tried to push forward, but the, the intensity of the first 30 minutes wasn't there. And I think in general was a really disappointed performance because Brazil were passive. They, they weren't ag- aggressively enough. Uh, they were complacent, and Chichu must must fix the, these things if they if they want to 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 be convinced against Costa Rica and Serbia. Uh, I think it would be a disaster if Brazil uh, wouldn't wouldn't win this group. It would be a big big disaster because. I think for a lot of the people and for Brazilians also we are pretty confident that we we can win this World cup. I think from from the past uh, two or three world cups this this World Cup is the most confidence we've been because we, we finally have a manager who, who has a passion. we finally have a have a team that understands the game and but, but today's performance was really disappointing, really really disappointing.
0: do you do you still feel that uh, Brazil should be considered favorites?
1: Yes, of course, because it's it's just one game, and there is a lot of time to change. I don't think I think Switzerland, apart from Brazil, are the best team in this group. I think we we'll probably we'll probably beat Serbia and probably beat Costa Rica, even if you play like we did today. But uh, the, I'm I'm really I'm really I'm really in doubt considering the regarding the. the of sixteen and the quarterfinals, as we get closer to the finals, um, I think uh, we need to fix those things if we want to win it. But yes, considering the talent we have, the way we play when we are in our best, the manager, everything around Brazil, I think Brazil can can be can, can be considered favorites.
0: So I think we can let's let's hold a little bit on. Let's talk a little bit more about this Brazil game. So, uh, Gabriel Jesus was. Kind of ineffective. There was a penalty shout that was not reviewed by VAR, uh, which probably should have been. It seemed like he was tackled in the box. There was he got his feet clipped and he was held, uh, but VAR decided not to do anything with it, uh, which I thought was strange. You have the push that was not called as well. Um, it does seem like it was just a game of margins. And you, ha- you have to worry, do you think that Brazil needs to make any changes for the next game against Costa Rica? Or do they just, th- you know, they put out the same formation and the same players that they were uh, previous qualifiers and friendlies?
1: I think the formation and the players are, are good. I think the personnel is, is good. I think Coutinho playing, playing midfield is, a, is a, a better idea than playing Fernandinho in the midfield three. I think Fernandinho... Uh, yeah, he's a better player than Paulinho and he should be starting ahead of Paulinho, but uh, Paulinho is a player that City knows a lot since his Corinthians days and he's a player that he has a lot of trust, so he'll probably keep playing, but Coutinho in the midfield uh, is a good option. I think the a uh, front three with Neymar, Gabriel Jesus and William is a, is a, is a nice idea because it gives so much firepower to Brazil. I think the problem is not not with the players, is with the attitude. I think when Brazil scored, um, they thing that slowing down the game wasn't the right thing. But I think Brazil should have pushed for the for the second goal and then the third, and keep pushing for the goal because uh, starting a World Cup with the victory is so important regarding the rest of the World Cup. It gives a lot of confidence, and um, considering that Brazil are favorites to win the World Cup, it will be a statement. But yeah, Brazil didn't win the game, and I think this game is a reality check to to Brazil because now they know, despite they they know that when they play bad, they, they won't get away with with the win. They need to be at their best against every opponent. I think this this will be the main thing that Chichí needs to will fix in the, in the in the training sessions uh, in the in the next couple of days. I think. The attitude has to, be, has to be different. I think Brazil players, the Brazil players have to be a little more concentrated. They have to be a little more aggressive. They have to keep pushing for the goal after they score one.
0: Yeah, I think that makes sense. I think it is definitely more of a mentality issue. But, of course, it's just a first game. Spain lost their first match in the 2010 World Cup and they still won. So. And it was against the same opposition, Switzerland. So they're, they're a stubborn opponent. It makes complete sense. Um, one thing before we preview a little bit of the week... Uh, we've basically done this is the fourth day of the World Cup tomorrow is the last uh, or Tuesday will be the last day of the first uh, first matches between the uh, teams in the group every potential every favorite uh, except for Belgium and England who will play tomorrow with the only exception of France has drop points um, France they won but they had a pretty slog it was a slog it was a 2-1 win and you could even even say that they probably didn't deserve a two one victory. Argentina drew, uh, Germany lost, Brazil tied, Spain tied. Uh, I guess you could say dark horses like Uruguay did not play very well either, even though they won. It's interesting. What do you think about all these, you know, kind of favorites uh, in these teams just not performing in the first match?
1: Yeah, I think it's pretty interesting also because um, these teams get into the World Cup with a lot of favoritism and they, then, so far they haven't been able to exceed their expectations, they, they haven't played at their best, I think France, um, is apart from Brazil and Germany, are considered the third best team in this World Cup and their performance was pretty poor, considering the players they have, I think Spain were unlucky to not, to not go away with the win, they should have won the game if it wasn't for Ronaldo. Um, but if they keep going, keep playing the, the way they played against Portugal, they they will they will be one of the favorites. The Brazil Brazil Brazil's performance was disappointing. The Argentina's performance performance was disappointing. I think apart from from France uh, from France that won the game and from from Spain that had a good performances um, good performance, all the favorites have been pretty bad. I think I I saying that considering Spain's. Uh, sorry, France's result, because their performance wasn't so great. But the result was positive, so they, they'll probably keep going.
0: That makes sense. All right, so we're going to we're gonna finish the show off with some really quick predictions, okay? I'm going to go through all the games until uh, Thursday. You tell me who okay. wins, what's the scoreline. Very quickly, you don't have to go into it too much, all right? Sounds good?
1: All right. All right,
0: tomorrow, Monday, June 18th, Sweden versus uh, South Korea. Who do you got?
1: 2 new, South, two new Sweden.
0: That makes sense. I'm going to go with 1-1 uh, one, one draw, Sweden and Korea. All right, Belgium versus Panama.
1: Um, 4-1 Belgium.
0: Oh, I love that pick. I'm going to go 5-0 Belgium. I hate, I don't think Panama is good. Uh, Tunisia-England, first England game.
1: Um, I had a prediction of 3-2 England, but I think I'll be, I'll be a little more conservative here. I'll say 2-0 England.
0: You know what? I'll take your uh, brazen approach. I'll say 3-2 England, because I would love a crazy England game. All right, and we've also seen some weird games at this World Cup. All right, Tuesday. Colombia versus Japan.
1: 2-1 Colombia.
0: I'll say 3-1 Colombia. Poland versus Senegal.
1: Uh, I think this match will be entertaining. I'll say a 2-2 draw.
0: I'm going to say 2-1 Senegal. Senegal gets a late uh, goal. Uh, Then Russia-Egypt. Perhaps your second place. Who wins that? Mohamed Salah is back.
1: If Mo Salah
0: is back, I think 2-1 Egypt win. I'm going to say 1-0 Egypt. Uh, I think Egypt's defense is really good, and Salah will get the goal. All right, Portugal versus Morocco on Wednesday. This should be easy.
1: uh, 2-1 Portugal.
0: I'm going to say 2-0 Portugal, because I don't think Morocco's attack is any good whatsoever. Uh, Uruguay, Saudi Arabia. Um,
1: Like 3-0 Uruguay.
0: You know, it's funny. I'm going to go with 8 nothing Uruguay just because uh, they won. Five, just because Russia won 5-0. Five, uh, five no, and I think Ru- yeah, Uruguay's yeah, yeah. three goals better. All right, Iran versus Spain? It makes sense. Yeah, it does make sense. All right, Iran versus uh, Spain.
1: Uh, I think 3-0 Spain.
0: I'm going to go 1-0 Spain. I think it's going to be tough to break down the Iranian defense. Uh, and then the last three games, we've got Denmark versus Australia. What do you got?
1: 2-1 Denmark.
0: I'm going to surprise you. I'm going to say 2-1 Australia. I think Australia is pretty good. Okay. Uh, France versus Peru. 2-0 yeah,
1: just... um, France.
0: Yeah, I think 1-0 France. I think Peru gives them a good fight, but they lose again 1-0. So sad. All right, and the final match that we're going to discuss is Argentina-Croatia.
1: Um, this, this one is pretty hard. I'll say 1-0 Argentina in a pretty, pretty difficult match for Argentina.
0: I'm going to go with... I'm gonna go with one-one Argentina and Croatia, and Croatia is gonna be able to get that first place. Um, all right, so that's uh, that's our preview, that's our uh, recap of these uh, games. Are you enjoying the tournament so far? Are you liking it?
1: Yeah, it's been it's been amazing to 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 get to watch the World Cup again after four years. So it's been a, a very good experience, and it, I, I think it only get better from. where we
0: are now. Yeah, I think you're right. I think we're going to just keep getting some great games. Every day has been a little better than the last day, so I'm very excited to see where this goes. Uh, That's it from us from thetopflight.com. Go read our stuff. Uh, Come back on Thursday to listen to our recap of the games that were this upcoming week. So thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you soon.